Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning. Thank you for taking this time and carving out this little time to be with the satsang, being with the community of like-minded people. <clears throat> Every Sunday we gather, I speak whatever comes to my mind by looking at you. Basically, I say what you already know. It's just a reminder. We all need reminders. So before we begin, let's just take a moment to arrive and settle down. Wherever you are, just settle down. Pull your spine straight, open your shoulders, and close your eyes. Lighten your mind. Invite that peace, calming, cooling sensation in your eyes. Thinking of a beautiful flower unfolding, relax your facial muscles. Relax your neck, shoulders, spine, soften the belly and get grounded. Grounded. You're not holding any part of your body with your mind. Just let it settle down. Bring your attention to the breath. Breath coming in and breath going out. Nothing more, just keep it very simple how the breath begins, how it interacts with your body.
how it ends. Welcome the breath with gratitude in your heart. How grateful we are to just being able to breathe effortlessly. It's the greatest gift we have received, gift of life, gift of this breath. Any other thing that we wish for, does not hold the same value. It's all meaningless if we do not have this breath. Keep your mind settled in the gratitude. Whatever we are holding in our mind as we welcome the breath, it dissolves in the breath and saturates all over our body. Whatever is in our mind is very important. Paying attention to what I'm constantly thinking, dissolving, that thought dissolves in the breath with the prana shakti and permeates our whole body. The thought of gratitude Everything I need is available to me right in this moment. If I have this gift, 
I can manage my life to the best I can. Slowly, we open our eyes. Thank you for taking this time. <clears throat> it's good to just see you. I'm just going to look who is here for a moment. Baba always used to speak about a word called bhav, B-H-A-V, bhav. Bhav, one of the translations of bhav is sentiment, inner disposition. Where there is lack of right sentiment, right inner disposition, only lack is experienced there. Lack of right sentiment, right disposition. Jaha bhav ka abhav, vaha abhav hi abhav. It's a play on words in Hindi. Loosely translated in Hindi means where there is lack of right sentiment, there is only lack that is experienced. How do we translate that in English that we can all understand? Either you see the glass half empty or half full. It is what it is. But how do I see it? Some people call it glass is half empty. Some people say glass is half full. How do we perceive things? How do we see things? And that depends on our attitude our inner disposition. If we see, I have enough. If we take a moment in our quiet moment, when we are just with ourselves, looking at our own life, if I am focused on what am I missing, 
just holding that thought that this is what I'm missing and we are breathing in and breathing out, that thought is such being saturated through my whole being. If I'm in appreciation for all the gifts in life, there is no one who cannot say that I don't have a gift. Each one of us has some gifts given to us. Instead of holding our mind on the gifts that I already have, if I keep thinking, I don't have this, I don't have this, I wish I had that. In that mindset, we're not appreciating what is already here. Taking a moment to just come to ourselves, look at our own life, and asking, what is my gift? What really makes me come alive? Celebrating that, honoring that, putting that into action gives a meaning to life. It's not a mystery. It's not very complicated. It's all about our inner disposition. It's all about how we think, what we think. How do we look at anything? Do we see we are looking at something? Are we looking at it to look alternate? Or we look at with the eye of what is good about it? We see a person. Does our mind immediately go to criticize them or see the good in them? Everybody has those. But what do I, what am I setting out to see? Bura jo dekhan chala, mujse bura na koi. If I set, it out, set out to see the fault in others, fault in situations, in things, there is no one more at fault than myself. <clears throat> Sometimes you are looking at something with a eyes of criticism. You are criticizing in your own mind or you are sharing it with someone. Can you catch yourself right in that moment? Stop speaking. Just catch and acknowledge, I am in this mode of criticizing. Can you shift that somehow in appreciation? In a small situation, I'm not asking about the big one, just even a small situation. Catch yourself. 
and do the alchemy. We are all alchemists. We all have that ability to change the nature of energy that we create for ourselves and for others. I speak about things that we can practice and we all can practice provided we want to. Catching ourselves from criticizing something or looking at fault into something, right in that moment, be quiet, take a nice deep breath, come back to yourself, maybe even bring a little smile on your face. Here I go again. And then do what you need to do. And don't do it to talk about it to someone else. Or go back to that person. Look, I was, but I, I said nothing. Just talk to yourself. Pat yourself on the back. That here I was flowing in that direction and I caught myself. Acknowledge your accomplishments. If my mind is always settled into looking for something, missing something, wanting more, wanting this, wanting that, I remember my time with Baba when I went to see him one time, one of the very initial meetings. And he asked me, what are you looking for? I said, I, I just want to be happy. And I was looking for my happiness in things, buying cars, building homes, building businesses. And he just smiled and he said, young man, look for your happiness in the smiles of others. How simple that his words were. Not that I had not heard it before. I had heard it, read it many times. But in that moment, those words found a permanent place in my heart. Before, I was looking for my happiness in creating things for myself. And when I began to practice that teaching, my mind will always go back to, what can I do? to make the person who is in front of me a little happier. And also those who are not in front of me. 
my whole thing just shifted from doing this, all these things for me, for the others. In that process, all the things that I felt that I was missing, I really was gaining much more from making others happy, bringing little joy, little in somebody else's life. Because there is no end to my own needs. One desire is fulfilled, next one springs up. That's fulfilled, next one comes up. There is no end to that. And now it has been like every morning I wake up. It's like, it's not like, what am I missing today? I wake up with a thought, what can I do to make the place where I am look a little better? Or the people around me, their life a little easier and more more better, as Gregorio will say. <clears throat> and it's a very simple practice, but this changed my life. It really changed my life, gave a whole meaning, new meaning to my life. We can call it a life devoted to service. And it's actually serving me much more than I'm doing some things for others. That's the way I look at it. I could have gotten in lots of trouble with myself. It gave a whole new meaning, whole new direction to my life when I devoted, dedicated my life to a life of service. I'm not asking you that you should just chuck everything and just become a monk. What I'm pointing to, look into your own daily life. How much time is focused on you and your problems and your things that you are missing and things that you want to change about yourself. No matter what you do, that's not going to be solved. Shift the focus. What can you do for the other? You have been given a great gift of life. The greatest gift we can have is breath. I'm alive. And I have been blessed with many things in life. Shifting the focus from serving me to serve the other, the greater. gives a whole new meaning. All the little problems, all the little things that we miss out in life and we crave and 
although having everything we're feeling deprived or unsatisfied, it all goes away. As long as the focus is on me, focus is on the self, it keeps me separated from the rest. It keeps me separated from the Supreme. Everything out there is the expression of that divinity. Everything. This We all know that, but mind will come and say, yes, but I got my problems. I have no time for that. That's the mind. Mind will say, yes, but. The very moment the but comes in, we are back in the same old place. If my mind is focused on something higher, every day we wake up with a new inspiration. If we don't have that focus, some days are like, okay, today I have nothing to do. I don't know what to do. And I get into my own. To remind us of all these things, we have our daily practice and all those things. Like you wake up in the morning and you are first you are greeting your breath, taking those three deep breaths, being fully present to yourself. And what kind of thought is saturating that breath? Please be very mindful of that. because that is going to just spread all over your body. In the morning as we are waking up, be thankful for that breath. Be grateful for that breath. Be grateful for this life. And ask yourself, say to yourself, Today I'm going to do something to make the world a little better. Today I'm going to do something to make someone a little happier. Right sentiment, right bhav. It is only when we are not established in gratitude then we begin to feel lack and we become angry and we begin to look for fault in others. Being great, grateful is a great bow, great sentiment. The ultimate knowledge is to be able to see the divine in everything and in everyone including yourself, that's the ultimate. What are we doing to attain that every day? Just doing a little meditation is not going to do it. That meditation has come into action. 
into practice. Otherwise, it reminds me of, uh, I have someone, he said, Babaji, I have been meditating for years, but I haven't lost any weight. You don't lose weight by meditation. You have to do something about that. <clears throat> so all these teachings, and they're very simple, they're very practical, and mind will go on to, okay, there must be something more mysterious, something more divine, something. No. Bring this into a practice. Start living it. Catch yourself when you are living in a way that is not uh, in sync with what you already know. Stopping. Catching yourself. Doing that out to me. Changing their energy. Asking yourself, looking at yourself every day. Am I living in the bow of contentment? Am I living in the bow of appreciation? Am I living in the bow of gratitude? We usually focus on the tree, on the leaves and the branches. The day we begin to focus on the root, if we water the root, put a little fertilizer around it, nourish nourishment around it, it may not change immediately, but as the nourishment goes to the tree, the tree, the leaves become green and the branches become happy. So how do I feel this way and how do I do this? All those things is like dealing with the root leaves. Go to the root. And these are the things that tend to the root of the self. Looking at yourself. Looking at the bhav. Bhav is in the root of everything. My inner disposition, how I see things what I set out to see every day in the world. And because of our usual habit, mind will come back and try to pull us back in what is familiar. But if I have set out to live a spiritual life, being a practitioner, that kind of work needs to be done. Anyway, this is what has come to my mind today. Last week we talked about Tyag, and I had mentioned that I would love to hear your experience if you practiced Tyag. So let that be on your mind. Other thing was before I stop, I would like to acknowledge today's Father's Day. My heartfelt blessings to all the fathers and
the role of a father is great. Father is a good teacher, protector, provider. On this day, one thing I learned from my father was the power of humility. And that's one thing that has always stuck with me. Be firm, but be humble. This is where I will stop and I would like to open it up to listen to you if you have something on your mind. Thank you. So if you'd like to speak with Babaji, you can let me know via the chat or you can type me a question or a comment and I will relay it to Babaji. And Baba, there's two comments in the chat already that I just wanted to share. One was, thank you, Babaji, your teachings have changed my life. And the other is, on this Father's Day, I'm grateful that I had a role model in my father who woke up each day thinking about what he could do for others. I appreciate Baba's reminder, this is what we should do. I am so grateful for Babaji and also the great fathers around us. We are truly blessed. And then another, uh, Babaji, on this Father's Day, if there was ever there was good advice that a father could give to his children, I can't imagine any other better life advice than what you just gave us today. I am grateful beyond words for your presence in my life. And Pranam Babaji, thank you so much. Let's hear about Tyag. Did anybody have any experience of Tyag? Catching yourself giving up something or catching yourself flowing towards something that you have already given up. Okay, I won't put you on the spot. <laughs> you know what, what you have to do. Anybody has any questions about today? The right bhav? That's also pretty established. We all know we have to have right sentiment. Papa, I just wanted to underline something that you said, because uh, it just really, that bow your inner disposition is at the root of everything and every experience. Yes. Glass is half empty or half full? Baba, I have a question. Um, when we have an experience of bow and and are and feel like we're in that right place um can you speak on what 
takes us away from that. Habit, habit of the mind. Mind always flows towards that which is comfortable, that's familiar. And when we are practicing these kind of things with a mindfulness, it requires catching ourselves and not start flowing because mind comes with that. That's more comfortable. It will find more excuses and reasons and everything to take us back to that place. You know, just look at this. Some people are, we miss some things. We even miss people who are in our life. We know that they have moved on, but we keep missing. It's very, very common. We all do. It's very human to miss, to remember those times and those moments. Mind has had good, good moments. And it's good to miss, it's, but not really remain there all the time. The feeling of missing is also there and the feeling of celebration is also there. It is what it is. How, what are you going to do with it? There are some people who are not in my life anymore. And speaking of that, I just, uh, my oldest brother just passed away last week. And his whole life went before my eyes. What a great life he had. And yes, I miss him. But I also am in remembrance of the kind of life he lived and what a great gift he was to all who came near him. So mind will go to what is familiar and then you have to just do the shifting of its attention. Babaji, I have a question. Yes, Urja. Uh, you know what you said about that when you say, how can I make somebody happier or how can I do something that helps somebody? And that's a beautiful sentiment, but sometimes we can get um, a little carried away or we might do something where we think we're doing that for that person, but actually maybe it's not really uh, making a difference to them or maybe that's also not important. Maybe it's more about um, I'm trying to explain. Sometimes we can't make them happy. They are not happy. You know, and you think you've been tasked with doing whatever you need to be doing, but sometimes you just, they have other reasons they're not happy, but they, they blame you or they don't blame you, but they expect you to step up to the table. And so how, how do you 
recognize that and how do you handle that before you know the intention becomes uh, misguided you do your best what you think you what you think that you need to do and you do that whether they become happy or not happy that's not your responsibility mm. your responsibility is doing your part doing your uh, doing the right action and you're not coming from a place of malice you're not coming from a place of um, being clever you're just doing it comes from your inner being that this is what my dharma is that i can do and the sali can do thank you robert mm -hmm. baba there is a tiag uh, report in the chat and it said i tried to give up the critical mind and didn't succeed today's gift from you makes the mind hard shift easier so it seems Even recognizing that you didn't succeed, you moved in that direction. Don't take it as a failure. Take it as at least you made an effort. At least you cut yourself. So that's a little small movement in that direction. If we are not committed to moving in that direction, then we'll look at it with a negative attention that oh i did it but i didn't succeed i would say at least you made an effort and and you didn't succeed you acknowledge that you did not justify that why didn't i succeed you didn't blame it on someone you made the effort and that's good enough next time you try maybe you'll come a little closer so please don't give up The questions are coming in, Babaji. Uh, the next one is, I find that the more established I get in this teaching, the more I notice when another is not. And that makes it challenging to find a place of sincere connection. Could you say something about this? Keep your attention on yourself, not on the other. That's it. The more we look at the other, Keep looking at yourself. Keep looking at yourself. And if you succeed, it will have an impact on the other sooner or later. Uh, the next question, Baba, is Babaji, it seems like sacrifice or resolution of some sort is needed to cultivate and maintain Bao, along with the correct attitude about it. Without making lifelong commitments to our resolutions or sacrifices, is there any other possibility to develop the correct Bao and maintain it throughout life? It's the sacrifice that really makes your life shine. Small little sacrifices, start with a small one. 
that's what creates is sacrifice is just another form of austerity. And austerity has a great place in all great traditions. Austerity, you know, like the yogis lying on bed of nails and sitting in a cave and doing all this kind. But this, this making these little resolutions to yourself and not playing as a victim, but as a um, making it a part of your practice is a great sadhana for this day and age. So I look at this sacrifice not in a negative way, but I look at it in a positive way. Any small little sacrifices we make, it brings tenfold to us. Someone came to me the other day and says, oh, I was really feeling great and I was going to treat myself to a very nice dinner. And, but then the thought came in, you know what, all the money that I'm going to spend on my dinner, I'm just going to buy something with that and feed homeless people. And she must have mentioned it to me at least five times. Just one incident. How much she got out of that? Made a little sacrifice that day. Didn't go to treat herself to this nice dinner. But that little sacrifice has given her so much that she need, still remembers and talks about it. So our little sacrifices always come back and give us much more than what we have. If we don't make that sacrifice, we satisfy our ego for a short time and then it's satisfied and gone, moved on to something else. But if we make that sacrifice, something else happens. There's another Tiag report, Babaji. I paid attention to the little criticisms and corrections on my partner's comments when the facts were wrong. I caught myself many times and shifted to not saying anything. This simple action created a more peaceful week. Thank you, Babaji. Keep catching yourself. <laughs> and uh, Ambika would like to share something. Yes, Ambika. And I'm Babaji. Um, Thinking about what you said about your brother and how he touched everyone in his life. I was at a memorial yesterday um, for a woman I went to high school with. And every, I was on the Zoom, every person that shared said they felt like Kath, that, that they were Kathy's best friend. That she, the way she showed up, her presence gave them the feeling that she was there for them totally and that she was the best friend. The amazing thing about this woman is she lived for 17 years after having a double lung transplant. So she had many, many challenges, health challenges, but she was never a victim. She was always there for others and she is a great inspiration to me of 
of how someone can show up for other people and be there for other people. I just wanted to honor honor her and honor um, the effort that I will make in her memory to show up that way. Thank you, Andika. Yes, people always say the nice things in the funeral. If they were just half nicer while they're alive, <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for being present. And um, please remember, these are the simple little things I'll throw at you. You can either just listen and let it go, or just take something from today's teaching and bring it into practice just and catch yourself. And once you have brought it into your practice and you have felt it and experienced it, then it all makes sense. It all becomes meaningful. Thank you very much, wherever you are, just let's take a moment to settle down. Close your eyes. Connect with the breath. Infuse the feeling of gratitude, gratefulness in this breath. And remind yourself this coming week, you will pay attention to your bow. Just give yourself a little assignment for this week ahead. The right inner disposition, the right attitude. not only with others, with yourself too. Not criticize yourself, but instead of criticism, just say, I am going to practice. I am capable of doing this. I will do this. I bow to that divine essence in you and thank you for being here.